Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And Emily and I like to debate and argue about all the things in life that we love and that we hate. And more times than not, people agree with moi. <laughs> Had to bring it back. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, well, you know, I actually, for all the listeners who may not know, I have started a D&D campaign, which I am the DM. And Dungeon master, for anyone who doesn't know. Correct. Emily is absolutely correct. And I think... It's such, I don't know, I think it's a cool thing, and I think it's mainstream, and I feel like our listeners are going to agree with me that it's cool, and they're, and and, and that's all. I just wanted to make that point that they were going to agree with me that it's cool, and not Emily on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we should put a poll out and see what people think. Yeah, we should, actually. So DMV's everyone, awesome. head over to our Instagram and let us know. We are going to put a poll the day that this episode comes out. So if you don't see it right away when you go, just like come back and just keep coming back. Just follow us while you're at it and then yeah. you'll just see it in our story. Okay, thanks. And if you're listening to this and it's like two years later and, you know, you're listening to us and we're far in the past, just you can, just, you know, comment or send us an email and, you know, we love that too. It yeah, doesn't you comment know, on any of our posts. Yep. Just be like, literally, it could be a picture of a puppy and just be like, D&D is great and I'm going to love it and I will love you for it. Or you could be like, D&D isn't cool. I agree with Emily. Mm, nobody's going to actually put that up. You, you can comment that on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube, whatever you prefer. You could even leave us a five-star review and be like, I love this podcast. I totally agree with Emily. Love it. Bye. Yeah, but here's the thing. Specifically about D&D, though, there are a lot more people, I think, that would want to comment that they love something than they would want to comment that they hate something. All right, people. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to find out. I dare you even... to leave a comment. I dare you. Did we even talk about what we're going to be talking about this episode? Because it's not going to be Absolutely not. No, nope, okay. it's not. <laughs> Emily, what are we talking about? If you couldn't already tell by the title, we are going to be talking about art and all the different types of art that we like and maybe what kinds of art that we hate. Maybe I hate all of Anne's types of art that she loves because that's normally how it is, but we'll see. But Anne, I would like you to continue your such interesting story about D&D. Can't wait to hear it. Well, in a way, you could consider D&D art. That, I actually was going to ask you if you would consider that as art. The, the thing about me and considering things as art is there's kind of, I mean, I could make an argument for almost anything. Oh, and I know. And so, <laughs> as I have done to Emily, <laughs> we have had this discussion before. This is our first time on the podcast having it. Um, and yes, I would say that D&D could be an art form, 100%. It's story and it's creative acting. acting. There's so much that goes into it that is part of an art form. And what's beautiful about it is it's one of those art forms that is very collaborative and you need a group of friends and you need a party in order to bring this story to life. Or even if it's just you and one other person, um, or even if it's just you writing the story, like it's, it's, that's what it is. It's, 
it's so fun and it's beautiful and I love it. So, yes, it's an art form. I would probably have to agree with you on that. Yeah, it would be hard to argue that one. Do I like the art form? Mm, Mm. Debatable. But you haven't truly experienced the art form either. That's why I said, mm, debatable. I didn't say I hated it, (laughs) which I would have if I knew that you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, it's definitely, and not only that, but there is a lot of love and care that goes into even just like the folklore of it and the lore behind D&D and all the books that they've created and you know, um, there's just Wizards of the Coast do an amazing job of creating content that people can use. And, and that's the other thing is you can use it if you want or you could just make up your own thing. Like it's really just a set of rules and guidelines that help to keep the game sort of like it helps with the chance element of it and keeping it fair for players and DMs. Um, but really, you could do whatever you want and you could just make up your own thing and it'd be fine. So do you use that or do you just make your own stuff up? Oh, no, I definitely use their rule books. I mean, the wor- I'm I, my campaign is what they call a homebrew. So it is of my own design um, and it's my own story and characters. But all of the rules that we're basing off of is all D&D, like from the rule books and stuff. So mm. that's fifth edition, by the way. Yeah, because I know that you spend a lot of time like creating your backstory and creating the world. Like you've even created a map on like Photoshop or whatever design. Yeah, yep, Photoshop. Which is crazy. And I'm like, girl, why are you spending all this time on this stupid game? It's not stupid and I love <laughs> it. That's why. But anyway, what's an art form that you love? Um, An art form that I love would have to be cinematography, obviously. Mm, yes. That's what I went to school for, sort of. I mean, film studies minor. But, yeah, I really love it, even though I don't really, like, practice it that much. I can still appreciate it. And yes. I really mm-hmm. love watching, like, the behind the scenes and, like, the making of movies or music videos or TV shows. Like, any of that stuff I'm, like, obsessed with watching. And I love thinking about how they got certain shots. Like, when I watched 1917, that movie especially just, like, got me thinking. It was like, oh, my gosh, how the heck did they do that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, like, reading about it and seeing the behind the scenes, I was like, that's incredible. I didn't even realize that they switched. Like, it was all the same camera, but they first had it on a dolly, and then somebody literally took it off during the scene and put it on a truck, and then they took it off again and put it on another dolly, and I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie is definitely the cinematography techniques that they used is quite stellar and quite impressive. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the thing I love about just movies in general, not only cinematography, but there's multiple art forms. I mean, if you think yeah. of just the makeup, the costuming, mm-hmm. the special effects, the like there's so many things that go into it. The music, everything. Yeah. The acting, all of it. It's all these multiple art forms that come together. And there's nothing else really quite like it. I mean, even in writing and narrative you you're limited by you know it's you the author 
communicating to the reader and there's sort of that two-way communication that's happening which is in and of itself it can be very unique and interesting and personal but with a movie you, there's so much collaboration that you just don't really see that in other art forms even in music I mean you might have a producer or maybe a sound guy a sound you know like there's just it's it's kind of it's the only of its kind where there's so many different things happening and so much art happening in multiple forms that yeah. all come together as one yeah, so it's really it is cool. crazy. I love it. Like, yeah, you think of watching the Grammys and a lot of people just watch it for, you know, what movie is going to get the best movie of the year, like all that stuff. But then you also see all these other awards like best sound design, best costume design, best mm-hmm. set design, like all this stuff that people don't think about. But like without all those people, you don't really have anything except for a script and some actors, which Granted, yes, the actors make the movie, but so does everything else. Absolutely, like, can you imagine yeah. watching Star Wars without the sound design and, like, Ugh, all the no. special effects? I could, but lots of <laughs> other people could. <laughs> I could not. Emily, of course you can. But that's because yeah. you're not imagining anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but speaking of, like, all those other things, I really do enjoy sound design, too. Um, Ann and I did a 48-hour film. We were part of a 48-hour film festival last summer, and we worked on editing a film together, and that was really fun. That was super fun. and stressful, but it was fun. Yes. And um, I worked on, like, part of the sound design for one of the scenes, and it was actually a lot of fun to be able to just layer different sounds and different, like, sound effects and music together. That was really fun. So I like it sometimes, personally, but... I enjoy listening to the sound design more. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I I can appreciate it, but I also know in the back of my head, it's one of those things that I think is, it's one of those art forms that can easily be underappreciated because yeah. you hearing is so important that you don't even think about it, really. And so, but you can instantly tell when something doesn't sound right. Yeah. You know, but when it sounds right, you're just like, ooh, that sounds good. Like, you don't even think about it. Even music. Like, if you actually break down, you know, the exact level and uh, of the drums compared to the uh, compared to the vocal, compared to the guitar, like, there's a lot of layering that happens and there's a lot of mixing that happens. And I can really appreciate that because I understand how difficult it can be. But at the same time, you as the listener, you just don't realize it. You don't think about it. Yeah. So, that's why I don't like it ultimately to actually do it myself because I know how important it is. And it's just like, it stresses me because I'm like, Ugh, I know this kind of sounds off, but I don't know how to fix it. And yeah. this just stresses me. <laughs> so yeah. actually doing it. I, I know enough of the basics that I can do it for sure as an editor, but an actual sound mixer professional, I'm like, no way. No way. Yeah. Man. No, I don't think I, I could do it every day. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I can do it once a year maybe. And then I'm like, all right, that's good. Thank you. Goodbye next year. Yep. Well, I I wanted to talk about some more like when you hear art, like, you know, that I think the first thing you sometimes picture is like classical paintings and things like that. Like, yeah, you know, Van Gogh and Van Gogh and Van Gogh. Yes. Thank you. And um, so I actually kind of wanted to just talk about all that a little bit. Emily, are there like certain paintings that you really love or certain styles or certain movements? Like, what's your opinion? Um, I pretty much love just Starry Night from Vince Van Gogh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that painting so much. I even painted it on a pumpkin. And um, 
Yeah, I won a $100 gift card from it. Thank you, everyone who voted, which is probably none of you who are listening, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, so I love that painting, love the colors in it. I love Vincent Van Gogh's art. I also really like, um, shoot, what is that girl? What is that girl's name who is from Wisconsin? Gloria. Wow, there's a lot of girls from Wisconsin, Emily. I don't know if I can. The artist. (laughs) There's a lot of artist females from Wisconsin as well. You're going to have to look it up. I don't know if I can help you. Oh, okay. I also was really excited. I literally just learned this like the other week, but Georgia O'Keeffe. Mm-hmm. I did not know that she was from Wisconsin, which is where we're from. She's literally from Sun Prairie. What? Really? Yeah. Ugh, I did not know this either. I actually learned that because I was listening to Thick and Thin podcast, and she was talking about Georgia O'Keeffe. And I was like, wait, what? She's from Wisconsin? And then I like started Googling her and like her work, and she draws like a lot of, um, or paints, sorry, a lot of like flowers and stuff so I like mm-hmm. those paintings so mm-hmm. yeah I actually I kind of have this weird thing where I actually really love impressionism paintings um so they like they kind of studied because I actually one of the reasons I love cinematography so much is I love the study of light I just find that really interesting I'm not very good at replicating it like even in my own drawings or like when I'm doing my own cinematography like I can tell when it looks good and when it looks bad but doesn't mean I can make it always look good I know like I know enough to make it look decent but I don't know like the exact nuances of it it's something that I need to you know continue to learn about but Mm -hmm. it's something that I truly genuinely appreciate and so I really love the study of light and that was a huge part of the impressionism movement and so there's these paintings where they just kind of paint these scenes and they're not super I wouldn't call them like hyper realism or anything they're not super realistic they're kind of more of that sort of um I don't know what you would call it I guess like um, well, in my Google search, it's like it uses a lot of small brush strokes, so it doesn't look like real. It looks kind of like watercolor painting, like yeah, in the way that like it's like yeah, yeah. And they, um, it's very, it's sort of loose reality in a way. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know exactly the terms to describe it, but it definitely light though light and color was like a huge focus of the impressionism movement, and so like that's something I really just love as well um and so in general I just kind of like those paintings and they're usually painting some kind of real scene whether it's like a festival or you know people at a market or out in a field like it doesn't always have people but it's Mm -hmm. some sort of real world scene and they're just looking at the light and the color and how it's sort of captured um and so yeah I just kind of really I've always kind of liked those styles of paintings yeah that's a little bit of art history knowledge for you. I took did take art history classes in college. Do I remember anything about them besides Impressionism? No. <laughs> nope. Don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I studied for the test when I needed to, and then it was all <laughs> out the window. Lots, lots of students can relate. Yes, exactly. So, but I do, Impressionism, though, always kind of stuck with me, and I always kind of remember that just because... I did actually find that part pretty interesting and was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And, like, I actually really like Monet's work. He was probably one of the most well-known Impressionist painters, Claude Monet. So I like a lot of his paintings. And, like I said, that's just kind of how it all stuck with me. Have you, like, what famous museums, like, art museums have you gone to? Or have you gone to, like, any? 
I haven't gone to a lot. Um, I have been to the Milwaukee Art Museum a couple times, mostly just because Milwaukee's nearby. Um, and that's actually pretty well known for being a good, um, it's it's well known for being a, I guess, I don't know, good doesn't sound like a very good word to use, but whatever. It's a good art museum. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it actually also... <laughs> where uh, American Idol has their auditions for the Midwest. Oh, really? I'm not yeah. surprised. It's a cool building, too. It's just in a unique, yeah. uh, unique architecture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Architecture has never been really an art form. I-, I can appreciate it because I appreciate all art. And like I said, I can make an argument that a lot of things are art. So, like, I appreciate it all. But it's never been one that I've, like, studied or been that into. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a building. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but I also do genuinely really love glass work, actually. Have you ever Ooh. looked at, like, glass artwork? Like, Chihuly is probably one of the best known, like, glass artists. Um, Bless you. Artists. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I know. Chihuly. Yeah, it's kind of an name. But he has some really beautiful glass work that I absolutely love. And he is uh, his work is exhibited at the... If you ever go to the Milwaukee Art Museum, there's this beautiful orange glass sort of like tentacle-like piece. Um, and there's like a whole bunch of them. And it's like right in the center. You can't really miss it. Um, but it's a big part of like the Milwaukee Art Museum, like you see it in a lot of pictures. And that's a Chihuly piece. That's some of his work. So mm. um, anyway... He, his stuff is just cool. I love glass. Glass stuff is cool. I love glass. <laughs> I love drinking out of glasses. I love wearing glasses, but I don't like glass art. Were you trying to be funny or were you actually saying that as Emily? Yes, I'm saying that as me. I am oh, okay. Emily. <laughs> well, Emily, is there an art museum that you've been to that you love? Um... I have been to the Louvre. <gasps> Jelly. So Did you see I it? have seen Mona Lisa. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a humongous crowd, as to be expected. So I couldn't really get very close to her. She's very small. As lots of people say, she's much smaller than they would assume. She has a plastic box around her so it doesn't really look that great (laughs) um but yeah i have a picture of her i have a picture of a picture yep i do and there's a bunch of people in front of her just looking at her so it's not a very good picture (laughs) Hmm. i actually find that particular piece that particular painting super interesting because it's it's famous for weird reasons, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like it's not actually the best piece of art that's ever been made ever, but it's the one that everybody knows is the best piece of art that's ever been made ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's like you have to go see it at the Louvre. But if I ever went to the Louvre, I would probably find 10 other either paintings or other artwork that I would like probably more than the Mona Lisa. So like, oh, I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of sure. interesting. Yeah. But... That museum made my feet hurt. It was so large. <laughs> I was like, are we done yet? Like, we've been here for seven hours. Just kidding. We weren't there that long. But <laughs> yeah, it's very large, but it is very cool. Um, and I've also been to the Guggenheim Museum and the Museum of Modern Art or whatever museum, <gasps> MoMA in yes. New York. Ugh, jealous. 
that is where I, I'm pretty sure it was the Guggenheim. I don't remember. The one that is like circular and white. I can't remember which one that is. I feel like it's the Guggenheim, but it might be MoMA. I can't remember. Mm. Um, But that is the one where I saw it. It must have been the Modern Art Museum because who, what else would make me so <laughs> mad? Um, <laughs> um, Yeah. So I am not a fan of modern art. It just upsets me mm-hmm. to see, oh, man, I know that <laughs> Ann and I are going to get in a fight right now. So everyone, just hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there is a painting in there. It is a white canvas with a little dot on it, a little black dot, and that is the painting. And yeah, that that was the painting that I paid like however much money I paid and for it to see. Super uh-huh. exciting. Yep. Made me made me feel mad and it made me feel mad. Why did it make you feel mad? Because I was upset that somebody had gotten paid for a canvas with one singular black dot on it. It could have been a mistake and they were just like, "Well, People know my name, so I'm going to sell this. See, the thing about modern art that I absolutely love and that everybody hates, and I I understand the argument that you would say why it's not art, and I could potentially agree with you on that. But the thing about modern art that I absolutely love, it creates conversation. And that's what its ultimate intent is. It's that's what it, it's trying to create conversations of is this art is it not and why and why do some people believe it is why do some people believe it's not and one of the before we get back to your white painting with a black dot um white canvas ever... they didn't paint it white they didn't oh, okay, even do white that canvas. <laughs> <laughs> of course have you ever heard of this is probably this is another piece of art history that i absolutely love to talk about have you ever heard of Fountain by Marcel Duchamp? Is that the one with the string? Nope. That is the one with the urinal. Oh, yeah. You told <laughs> me about this one, too. Yes. So basically, Marcel Duchamp, he took a urinal. He was already a famous artist at this point. But he took a urinal, turned it upside down, and in paint, he wrote R. Mutt. And then he put it out to the world and he said, this is my artwork. And people went nuts over this thing because, like, a lot of people were saying it is art. A lot of people say were saying it's a urinal turned upside down. It's not. And the whole point of it was he wanted to create the conversation, what is art? Like, how do we define it? And so I just love that. And I love things that stir up that kind of controversy. And so Marcel Duchamp, you were kind of... And, you know, there were certainly other art pieces that were creating similar conversations. But he, I think, was one of the first that intentionally... like he kind of in my opinion you could argue that he was a large part of the modern art movement of just by questioning what is art because that's ultimately what modern art i think is doing you know what i think tell me i think that he is a troll and he's trolling everyone <laughs> and he's like ha, ha 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 this isn't art but you're gonna say it is <laughs> yeah like like i could just if okay so you're saying that, okay, I have this toilet. It's stopped working, so I'm going to put it on the side of the road, but I'm going to lay it upside down on the side of the road for the garbage people to take it. And you know what? I'm going to spray paint an X on it so people know not to use it. 
And uh-huh. you, you're going to tell me, oh, you're going to drive by and be like, oh, my gosh, look at that awesome piece of art. No, I am not going to do that. And most likely most other people aren't going to do that either because it has not been defined as art at that point. It is being defined as trash. But when you take it out but, but, and you but, actually but, look but, at but, it. But, 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 <laughs> if I am in my yard and I see you drive by and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I see you walk by on my street admiring my toilet that has an X on it that's upside down. And I'll be like, don't touch that. That is my art. Then you would consider that art. Well, yeah, because at that point in your mind, you are considering it that. And so that has to spur some kind of conversation of, well, why are you considering that art? And I'm looking at it as trash. That's Ugh. the whole point. Literally, fountain fountain has been described. This this urinal, everybody, look it up if you want to get a better picture. Just look up fountain Marce- Marcel Duchamp. It has been described as one of the most influential artworks of the 20th century. <laughs> I am so upset. I know. I know. I'm and looking it up right now. And it's the it's the exact same thing as you're painting the dot on white canvas, because for some people, when they look at that, they think of the dot as like themselves, like maybe they're they see it and they think of this void that they're in and they're just this tiny little dot. And how can they influence the world if they are just this little speck, you know, and like it can create new emotions in your mind or you can create new thoughts. That's what art ultimately is doing. And sometimes art is just meant to be admired and appreciated. And that's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can make the argument that things like this are art because of either the conversation it makes or because of the way it makes you feel like that's ultimately what art is doing. So if you're getting an upset feeling by this, then you can argue that it's art. I disagree. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? Everyone, please, at the end of this episode, go to our Instagram, and I'm going to put up on our stories (laughs) a couple polls of some random art in different times, some modern art, some impressionist art, some whatever the heck I feel like taking off of Google and putting it on there, and I'm going to do a poll, love it or hate it. You can let us know what you think, okay? Thanks. I just want to see what what, what your tastes are like. It doesn't matter if you love something and I hate something because that is the beauty of being a human and being able to express yourself. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. Okay. I am heated. Okay. (laughs) Let's stop talking about this stupid dot. Oh, Oh, don't even get me started on the yarn thing. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we have to bring it up just for our listeners' sake. So my friend and I went to the Indianapolis Art Museum, and we were in the modern art section, and she is 100% on the same boat as Emily. She's like, this stuff is stupid. It's not art. (laughs) This is dumb. And we came upon a piece that was a piece of orange string that was tied to the ground and then tied in a diagonal line up to the ceiling. And that was it. It was a piece of string and it was tied. And it was just a string across this space. And my friend, shout out to you, Caitlin. uh, She's just like, this is a piece of string. This is not art. This is stupid. It is like she just kept going on about how this was not art. But I was saying, Caitlin, this, this is the argument, though. It's interacting in a space very uniquely. And because of that, like, how is that changing now your perspective? Like, you can't just walk straight through the space. You're going to run into the string. Now you have to be thinking about your world in a different way. Oh, And how gosh. does that make you feel? And she's just like, no, you can't. And she just got so mad at me. And you would have literally, like, 
Caitlin and you are interchangeable at this moment. I think you would have been the exact same, just like yelling at me and getting mad about it. But that's what—that's the point is you can make an argument for it. And that's why I love it. That's why I love modern art. Do I actually think it's art? Mm, I mean, it's a piece of strain. Like, don't get, you know, over yourselves. But I can make the argument for it. And that's what I love. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would have been like, I would have been like, you know what? What if I took this key or my pocket knife and just boop, oh, my my <laughs> string. The string is now two. That is my art. Oh, my gosh. I would die. That would be so funny. Um, So you're telling me that I can just walk in to the Milwaukee Museum, whatever, and with my canvas that has a dot on it and be like, excuse me, but could you please get this in your museum? Because this is my art. Do you think they're going to be like, excuse me, who even are you? This is an art. Or do you think they're going to be like, oh, thank you. Um, But you're not really an artist, so you can't do that. Like, what do you think I mean, that they would say? They would probably, I mean, they, they would probably, probably would not- think I'm crazy. Wouldn't they? I don't know. I don't know what their acceptance policy is. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to just do that and see what they would say. Although I will say, if you ever get the chance, there's a, a good documentary, and I should have talked about it on our documentary episode, but maybe next one. It's called Who the F Asterisk 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 is Jackson Pollock? And it is really good because there's a woman who finds this painting that she believes is a Jackson Pollock. And at first she doesn't even re- like she just finds this painting at it was like either a, a store, like an antique store or a rummage sale or somewhere. And she just bought it because she kind of thought she liked it. She thought it was kind of cool looking. And later a friend ran into her, saw this painting and was saying, I think that's a Jackson Pollock. And then she said, asked the question, who the F is Jackson Pollock? And so then that started this whole train of her trying to prove that her painting was actually a Jackson Pollock, while the art world does not believe that it actually is. And it's a really interesting look at just the sort of, hmm, lack of a better term, the arrogance and uh, the snobbishness that can exist in some of the art critics' realm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the same time, again, like, it, it creates this interesting conversation of, well, even if it's not a Jackson Pollock, does it still have the same value? Like, why doesn't it? Because, yeah. like, anybody... Like, that's a lot of argument that people make about Jackson Pollocks. It's like, well, I could make a Jackson Pollock. It's just... You're just splattering paint. But Jackson Pollock, at the same time, though, he had a very distinct way of the way he would actually do it. Like, it wasn't just splattering. Like, he actually did have a certain way that he would do it and certain movements that he would make. And he has a sort of style that is distinguishable. And so, you know, not just anybody could make one. And so that, you know, that also creates conversations. And I I just love all of it. And I find it all interesting. I'm sure you do. (laughs) She just loves when she finds something that I don't like. She relishes in it she's like oh uh, i saw this string thing i want to talk to you about this and i'm like girl shut your mouth i don't want to talk about modern art anymore (laughs) do you remember in a previous episode emily about how you talked about how much you want to be a positive person (laughs) i don't recall (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't remember which episode it was people just gotta go back and listen but Anyway, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. 
Thank you so much for bringing that up. Thank you. You're welcome. There you go. That's a good step in the right direction. I appreciate you. Thank you. But was there another art form? I mean, there's so many. I mean, even like I can like martial arts and stuff is an art form in and of itself. You know, there's just there's so much opportunity out there to talk about art that we'll we'll probably have to do another episode on it now that i've gotten my modern art out of the way yeah uh i just have one more that i would like to talk about kind of relates to martial arts just kidding not really but sort of you could (laughs) connect them (laughs) (laughs) dancing because i mean relating Ah. to martial arts and the movement of your body um yeah so i just love dancing. I love watching it. I am not very good at it, but I like to think that I am and I still like to dance even though I I know that I'm not very good at it. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I just think just watching people like the way that they move and like all the different types of dancing and the different like styles that you can do are just amazing and I can't believe how some people can move their bodies and like look mm-hmm. like a robot and look like there's like a wave going through them. I don't even know the how the heck they can do that. I know. It is But it's amazing. I am I am impressed by women who can dance in heels. Yeah. That is impressive. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't know how they do it and they like I'm just so impressed by women who can do that. Um yeah, I agree. Dancing can be I really love when um like it's very it's a very expressive movement because it's your entire body that's moving mm-hmm. so it's unique in that way where yeah it's very it's kind of the most expressive you can be when you're in it's a full body motion so yeah i definitely agree and i think it's interesting too the just the n- number of different forms and how it's also evolved over the years too um, yeah i find kind of interesting as well yeah dancing is cool i'm really bad at it i love zumba and so like any type of dance that I can do as a workout, I am all for because it doesn't feel like I'm working out. I'm just like moving my body and having fun. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd call Zumba art, but I guess I can make an argument for it. <laughs> it's dancing. It's salsa. Eh, I don't feel like making an argument for it right now. Oh my gosh, Anne, because you can't. <laughs> That's why. I'll give you my DVD. I literally did it today, and you can let me know if you're dancing or not. No, I believe you are dancing. It's fine. So if it's if you're dancing, then how is Zumba not an art if you're dancing? I can make the argument that it is. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I could also okay. maybe make the argument that it's not, but I don't know about that. It's a lot easier to argue, I think, that art, that something is art, than it's not. In my, in my opinion, maybe that's just because I'm would agree. very practiced at it. But <laughs> except for the stupid string, I cannot qualify that as art. Then, then you would be able to say that. Oh, you see that spider web over there? Look at that piece of art. That is no, amazing. It the difference is. Look at art- that artist, that spider that somebody, over there. <laughs> somebody. That is a spider, the work of the spider. Somebody <laughs> took it and said, This is art. How can I make this art and make a conversation around it? And it, you know, you can't, you, you, you have to create a conversation that's more than just yourself. You know, if I point to some, a piece of cloth and say, This cloth is art. And I can't it just is. make that justification without getting 
another opinion. So if two know. people agree that my pencil that I'm holding is art, then it's art. Could be. Could make the argument that it's not. Oh my gosh. I Isn't that all that art really matters? No. And I want to know what your life lesson is because I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> my life lesson is... To not be discouraged if you think that you have created something that, and even this podcast, I think this podcast could be argued as an art form. If you want to create something and you want to put it out to the world, I just want to encourage you all to do it. And I want to encourage you all to take that leap. Don't be afraid. Literally, a man took a piece of string, tied it to the floor and to the ceiling and called it art and people believed him. You can make whatever you want art. Just be brave. Be bold. Put it out into the world. As long as it's not, you know, hurting somebody else, then yes, let's do it. Well, that string could have hurt somebody if they walked right into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My life lesson is to not believe everything you see, hear, or read because some people are just trolls in life (laughs) and they want to make you believe something that isn't true so do your research folks